Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Coming up on DTNS, how the pandemic fixed shopping locally online, Lenovo's foldable tablet laptop, and a jetpack for medics. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, September 29th, 2020 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane. And from the forests of Finland, I'm Patrick Beja. And on the show's producer, Roger Chang. We were just talking about watermelon and Kit Kats and French fries and peace in our time on Good Day Internet. You can get that wider conversation by becoming a member at patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Microsoft Bing search app will appear as a download prompt on new Android phones in Germany, the UK, and France after Bing won slots for 13 countries in a Google auction for the search engine choice screen on Android. Info.com will appear in 31 countries, Privacy Wall in 22, GMX in 16, and DuckDuckGo in eight countries. Microsoft announced that EA Play will be available at no additional cost to subscribers of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate starting November 10 on Xbox. It will come to PC sometime in December. Xiaomi announced a number of new products coming to India. Among them are the Mi Watch Revolve, which promises a week of battery life. That's coming October 6th for 9,999 rupees, though the price goes up to 10,999 after Diwali. The Mi Smart Band 5 with 50 meter water resistance and a two-week battery life coming October 1st for 2,499 rupees. There's also the Mi athleisure shoes for 1499 rupees that's only about 20 bucks us the me automatic soap dispenser for 999 rupees and a me smart speaker with google assistant coming october 1st for 3499 rupees and finally a me smart led bulb available now in india for 499 rupees Nokia has reached an agreement with the UK's BT to provide base stations and antennas for its EE 5G networks. Nokia will also replace Huawei equipment in BT's 2G and 4G networks. And Nokia will develop an open RAN ecosystem for BT so that suppliers can be switched by software without having to change underlying equipment. 
Google Meet for Android and iOS got noise con- cancellation. Meet can filter out all kinds of noises, including typing, construction, and door noises. Google Meet also added attendance reports for educators. Reuters sources say the EU will approve Google's purchase of Fitbit. Sounds like we'll wait for the confirmation, but it looks good. Uh, Google did say it will restrict the use of Fitbit data for Google Ads and continue, promises to continue, to let Fitbit users connect to third-party services. Disney Plus launched Group Watch for up to seven friends and family to watch movies and TV together while in different locations. Everybody has to have a Disney Plus account, but otherwise you can be in a group together. Group Watch was previously tested in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, today launching for viewers in the United States. Group Watch doesn't require users to install a browser extension and will work on any device. D-Wave launched a cloud quantum computing service called Advantage that lets lets customers access more than 5,000 qubits. Advantage iOS, designed for commercial applications uh, at scale, is designed for commercial applications at scale. Its hybrid solver service can handle problems with up to 1 million variables. All right, let's talk about saving local businesses with online shopping, shall we? Let's do it. Protocol is doing an in-depth look at small businesses to find out what technology they're using to get through the pandemic. Hit small businesses particularly hard all over the world. The most common option and the biggest beneficiary is Amazon. You have to pay them for storage, share a cut of the sale, and risk disappearing into the depths of the algorithm for a number of factors, not all of which are intentional, but it has a huge upside in the amount that you can sell and the ease of operations. However, e-commerce doesn't have to be a national play. Stores may not fully return to in-person shopping after the pandemic subsides. You know, things are changing around here. Shopify has seen a surge in signups for uh, local businesses who wish to stay local. Shopify has added new features like a point of sale system designed for curbside pickup, a delivery and Shopify shop app for customers to discover local stores. Another new trend is dark stores. That's brand stores without a consumer location. So products are stored locally and delivered by a company like DoorDash. Darkstore.com launched an app called Fast AF probably understand what that means, to enable two-hour delivery windows. Examples are big brands like Nike, local brands like Los Angeles's Compartes Chocolates. One effort not in the protocol article is from Brett Roundsville, he's a friend of the show, and other friends who put together KeepOaklandAlive.com to connect local shops in Oakland with consumers, basically saying, if you live here, buy stuff from your local uh, merchants. They need your help. And some services are helping restaurants specifically. Upserve Point of Sale had to remind restaurants that they could turn on its online ordering functions and offered to help and fee credits to do so. Square, Toast, along with Upserve, offer QR code setups for menus and ordering even in-store. Use of contactless payment in general has jumped 40% over last year. Protocol is publishing more stories in what it calls its Small Business Recovery Manual with 12 parts, planned for the week. Yeah, they've got four or five out already. Uh, And if you're a small business, I I highly recommend looking at this. There's a lot of good resources in there. Um, But when Brett uh, contacted me about Keep Oakland Alive, he described it as, we want to make it as easy and convenient as Amazon 
to shop at your local merchants. And it seems like he's not alone, that there are a lot of people building that because suddenly local merchants couldn't say like, well, we get enough foot traffic. Why do we need to go online? They had to go online. And the Shopify has been the biggest beneficiary of that. Uh, but it seems like from this protocol article, we're going to see this stick. And now suddenly you're going to have a lot more options to buy including locally by uh, without these local businesses, like you said, Sarah, having to have a national plan. It always felt like, well, if I'm going online, I should be worldwide, right? Well, no, you don't need to. You know, one of the fun things about Keep Oakland, well, I don't know if it's fun, but Keep Oakland Alive, uh, which is really cool and well done, by the way, Good kudos to Brett and, and his team. But if you do not live in Oakland, if you do not have the right zip code, you can't buy stuff from there. Because I was perusing and I was like, oh, like there are uh, some like local merchants that I've never heard of before. Like maybe I'll like buy a sweatshirt or, you know, something. I can't because I don't live there. And the whole idea is, all right, let's get back on the ground with a lot of, you know, the the idea of these sort of nameless, faceless companies where you can get everything. The Amazons of the world. I mean, we're, we're all very used to that now. But what about, you know, the, the merchant right around the corner from you yeah. and the fact that they're having a hard time and the fact that you live there and you're the, you're, you are their customer. You're supposed to be their customer anyway. And the idea of, okay, well, if you like this, find something like this in your physical neighborhood and buy from them. How long until Amazon allows you to shop locally in one section of the store? I think it might it might I, happen. I was going to say, that sounds like something you can already do. But here's the thing. If I know I want to shop, say, in Oakland, if I live in Oakland, uh, I know where to go. If I'm on Amazon, it's going to be harder to make that work. I'm not saying Amazon won't be able to make that work, but it's going to be harder to make it front and center. And a lot of people want to shop local because they want to subvert oh. the big tech like Amazon, oh, right? So right. the reason the reason Keep Oakland Alive only ships to Oakland addresses, they're, they're providing free delivery, free same-day delivery, right? They're trying to be as convenient as Amazon. And they can do that if you're like, oh, all of our orders are in the same town as the shops that are fulfilling them. Well, natural disasters are becoming more frequent. And one of the biggest problems with disaster response is getting power. Nissan adapted its Leaf car for a working concept vehicle called the Relief. Once uh, on the scene, responders can use the Leaf as a mobile power supply with waterproof 110 and 220 volt sockets mounted on the exterior. In another emergency response development, the Great North Air Ambulance Service in the UK has carried out a test flight of a jet suit for medics. It can fly a person in 90 seconds to the top of a hill that would take 30 minutes on foot. The suits have three engines, one for on each arm and one on the back. Yeah, uh, Roger was saying he's been following Richard Browning of Gravity Industries who made the the jetpack that they're using for the Great North Air Ambulance Service uh, for a while. That, and, and these are really cool uh, and they work uh, and they're... Uh, in service of something very important here, which is like getting help to people fast. I mean, you can only carry a small amount of medical equipment, but it could be just enough to to help get someone to safety or, or defibrillator to keep them alive uh, while you figure out how to get them out of wherever they are. Yeah, I mean, 90 seconds, 30 minutes, that's 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 big. Yeah. That's a that's a big that's a big difference. Uh, 
I'd love to try one of these out. <laughs> someone please, <laughs> someone please let me. It sounds so fun. But yeah, I even the you know the the relief working as a way for first responders to be able to charge up stuff because of course everybody's got to have electronics. You know, this is how you're communicating with with whoever else you're working with. You know, back back home, back at the base. Uh, also very cool. Yeah, definitely something that that I think we'll get. I mean, the 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 jetpack is really fun and gets a lot of you know uh, publicity. I'm sure it's very useful in some specific cases. It feels like the relief is a thing that would be adapted to other vehicles and that could be used like all the time in these situations. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. The Great North Air Ambulance Service is in a very uh, rocky, hilly area. Uh, and, and so they want to get up to these flat tops at the top of hills. And, and, and so that makes sense that it would work there, but you know, in Kansas, maybe it's not as useful, but a leaf, like you say, that's, that's practical. It's not as flashy, but it could be used anywhere. Amazon unveiled a new biometric technology called Amazon one that lets shoppers pay at stores by scanning the palm of their hand. Uh, either when they walk in the door or when they check out. You can use it as a point of sale. You could use it as as authentication in an Amazon Go store, for example. To sign up for the option, uh, you go and scan your palm and then insert your payment card at a terminal in a store. From then on, you just need to hold your palm above a scanner to authenticate that it's you. And here's the thing. You do not have to link it to an Amazon account to use it. You're associating your palm with your payment method. Uh, if you want to link it to your Amazon account because you're shopping in an Amazon store and that's helpful, you can, but it's not required. Uh, it can be used to check you into a place like an Amazon Go store where you walk in and then, then it just tracks you and automatically charges you in you walk out. Uh, or grocery stores could buy it for point of sale so that you just use it when you walk out to pay for your items. The feature will be installed first at the entrance of two of Amazon's Go stores in Seattle and will eventually roll out to Amazon's 20 Go stores, uh, as well as possibly Whole Foods locations. They didn't say that for sure. Um Amazon does say they want to sell the technology to other stores that they don't own. Uh, Amazon says it will know when a customer uses the option at those third-party stores, but that's it. They're not going to collect data on what you buy, how much you spend. Uh, they they will know that it was used because they want to have that kind of comp- compiled usage data, but that's it. Amazon might also implement it as a replacement for ID cards at office buildings uh, or tickets at stadiums. Uh, you associate your ticket with your hand, and then you just scan your way in to the event and the 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 friction well frictionless i mean friction fewer friction than (laughs) what that uh, you know me rummaging through my purse and trying to find my atm card and that sort of thing i mean this is besides just being like ooh, cool biometric scan our palms this is just going to get more people through the And that makes a lot of sense. I shop at Whole Foods pretty often, uh, obviously Amazon owned. Uh, I don't know what other companies would buy this technology from Amazon, but this seems like it's just the inevitable future. I mean, the technology is really cool. The idea that you don't need anything other than yourself to authenticate or pay is cool as a concept. Now, when you pair it with Amazon, I know they're saying, you know, you don't have to link it to anything. You don't. We won't know anything. And I'm sure, you know, that's how it's supposed to work. 
but it's still a little bit scary for a number of reasons. What's really interesting to me is that these kinds of things, it feels like they should have been developed by companies like, you know, credit card companies, Visa, MasterCard, all of these. And I don't think they couldn't, or maybe the technology is complex, but I don't think they couldn't. I wonder if they are just thinking, you know, that's a privacy minefield. We don't really want to go there. And Amazon with, you know, like the other big internet companies are like, whatever, let's just do it. We'll see what happens. Worst case, we get scolded. Let's, you know, we we should maybe there. It feels like they're being a little bit more brazen about this because it's weird that Amazon is getting there and not companies that are closer to that kind of use. Okay, I, you are not alone in this ick factor with Amazon being the one uh, to do this. But what is different is the palm print. Is it is, so? So there's no difference in the data that could be collected than if you were using any other kind of payment system, right? The only thing that's no, different course. is the palm print. So is it the fact that they are keeping a a palm print signature on file that that is what bugs you? Because there's there's otherwise no difference than using a credit no, card. Yeah, that that's exactly it. That's that's the issue. The the uh, fact that any biometric identifier is part of yourself and you can't change it, you can't get rid of it whereas a credit card they you maybe it's not as easy as that, but you have the illusion that you can always, you know, throw away your credit card or and it won't be associated with you somehow magically. You know, it, it's it's just it may be a little bit irrational, but it's still a, a real feeling. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I think there's some security questions that Amazon is answering and we're not covering them here about like, OK, how how accurate is this? How secure are you keeping the storage? Are they unique? Uh, apparently, palm prints are even unique amongst twins. Uh, so they're very unique. Uh, the situation, the, the security is, is apparently well, well regarded, uh, by independent auditors here. So if, if that all bears out, I don't really have a problem with this any more than I have a problem no, with face ID or touch ID. Oh, that's exactly the same thing. Yes. It, it's the same problem. Palm print, uh, fingerprint, iris, uh, ear shape. All of these are the same. It's part of you. That's why yeah, it's I think more. it is an emotional reaction rather than a, a necessarily a logical one, personally. Uh, I think it's part emotional, but it's also logical that that part of you is not interchangeable. Right. It's not an accessory. Sure. Which is a security issue. Like, oh, wait, if my palm print gets stolen, now I can't change it. I that I agree with. That's a problem with any biometric. I don't know that it's a privacy issue because you're already relating it to yourself, even if you didn't use your palm. Well, hmm. well, you might have an emotional reaction to this next story. (laughs) (laughs) It's always nice when something announced at CES happens January and Las Vegas every year becomes real. Well, it's going to be a little bit different this next January. But back in January, Lenovo announced the ThinkPad X1 Fold, and now it's a reality. This is the one with the foldable OLED screen. It's available for pre-order starting at $2,499. The Fold can be used as a large 13.3-inch tablet or propped up on an easel stand with a wireless keyboard or configured as dual 9.6-inch screens or partially folded as a 13-inch notebook or even held like a book. 
The Fold comes with Windows 10 Home or Pro on 11th Gen Core i5 Intel processors with Wi-Fi 6, two USB-C ports, and a SIM card slot for optimal optional 5g all models come with eight gigs of soldered ram and from 256 gigs up to one terabyte of storage along with a 50 watt battery the thinkpad x1 fold weighs 2.2 pounds and has optional 5g support as well accessories include the aforementioned easel stand a stylus called the mod pen and a bluetooth mini fold keyboard that can be used in laptop mode and stored on top of or inside the fold where it would wirelessly charge Lenovo also announced the X1 Nano that weighs 907 grams or 1.99 pounds, you know, metric. It's lightest ThinkPad yet. It's got Intel 11th Gen processors, Z graphics, and is certified as part of Intel's Evo platform. Comes with Windows 10 Pro or Ubuntu, Wi-Fi 6, optional 5G, Thunderbolt 4, 360-degree mic starting at $1,399 for pre-order now, available by the end of the year. Lenovo also announced a whole lot of other ThinkBooks, including the ThinkBook 15 Gen 2i with built-in wireless earbuds, the ThinkBook 4S Yoga 2-in-1, all arriving in October and November from $549 and up. I want that X1 Fold. I'm probably not going to pay for it, but I really love the look of it. What, it looks what, great. What, I, I agree. Like I'm like, this is cool, but what about it makes you want it. it could do like, all those in, things. In what form? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I can use it like a 13-inch laptop when it's on the easel. I'd have to buy the easel, I guess. But uh, Or I can have it as a miniature laptop. I can fold it up. It's nice and slim. I can stick it in a bag. Uh, I can use it like a ThinkPad with a ThinkPad keyboard with that wireless keyboard. It's just so gosh darn versatile. That basil, though. It's... it's the bezel, bezel is what sorry, bothers you? Basil. The bezel. Now, well, I mean, it doesn't look great. The thing is, <laughs> I, you know, you know the the um, magnets. How do they work? Saying yes. What I it, I have the same one with foldables, except it's what are they for? <laughs> I don't foldables. know. I don't what have an they? answer for you. That's, They're just that's cool. The they're cool. Listen, <laughs> I agree. I you, agree with that. You complain uh, about your bezels. I'll sit here on my Microsoft Duo going, I don't know what it's good for either, but I sure do enjoy using it. <laughs> uh, hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. Last week, we told you about Amazon's new cloud gaming service, Luna, which will soon be available in early access in the United States. As a refresher, the basic monthly subscription gives customers access to a channel called Luna Plus that has a library of games curated by Amazon, and other channels will be added to the service over time for an extra fee, uh, starting with Ubisoft. They're going to be the first. The cloud gaming market is certainly young, but it's already got a lot of folks in it. Google Stadia, Microsoft Game Pass Ultimate, NVIDIA G force now blades shadow pc and more so how does luna stand out from the crowd amazon has a few aces up its sleeve that already makes it a fearsome contender even before launch patrick demanded we give him time uh, to tell us what he thinks of it take it away patrick yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. It's essentially uh, everything Stadia should have been, uh, but by Amazon. And the weird thing is, we heard Amazon was working on a streaming game streaming service, cloud gaming platform, but didn't get any leaks. It, they just announced it in the middle of a million uh, devices announcement, and, and they were like, "Oh, also this," and moved on, which was like, "But this is big deal." Maybe it's because I'm a gamer, but um, it has a lot of things, as you mentioned. Uh, subscription service, which I think is more appropriate for these kinds of uh, services, cloud gaming. It's not to say that Stadia doesn't work for some people. I've heard from many who are saying, well, it's great for me. I love it. I love buying games individually, which perfect. But there are three things I think which are really interesting with Luna. First of all, it's based on a Windows platform, unlike Stadia, which is based on a proprietary, we think, Mm -hmm. Linux uh, platform. The important part there is that it's going to be very easy for developers to port their games to Luna, unlike on Stadia, where it requires a lot of work. And of course, with a gaming platform, you need a lot of games to get people interested. So it should be a lot easier for Luna to get a bigger library. Um, The other thing is that it has a uh, progressive web app that works really well, apparently, according to the journalists, not just to Amazon itself. Uh, uh, At least one journalist has tested it. And it works on iOS devices, which in a world where Apple is saying we don't want uh, cloud gaming services in our app store means you can still be on uh, iOS, on iPhone and Android through the uh, web, through the other platform that Apple supports, which is open. Um, I'm certain that uh, Google and Microsoft will also find a solution like this to get on the uh, iOS platforms through the web. But Amazon has it as soon as they launch, apparently, when they will actually launch. And the last part is one thing that I haven't heard from uh, anyone, actually. Uh, The label of the Luda Plus service is it gives you unlimited hours of play, which is an interesting way of phrasing it. If you have one option which gives you unlimited hours of play, 
probably means there are other options which give you limited hours of play. That's not confirmed, but it stands to reason. And I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon offered the service for free for, let's say, a couple of hours a week to anyone and also included, let's say, twice that or maybe one hour a day for seven hours a week to Prime members. They already do something similar for uh, Amazon Music and Amazon uh, Prime Video, stuff like that. Uh, and then, of course, you can subscribe if you want unlimited hours of play. And that, again, is something that uh, is a big advantage, I think, over a couple of the competitors. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, we've talked about the progressive web app uh, section of this, and I think the thing that's most surprising about that is that, uh, to some people, is that Apple cooperated with Amazon to make this happen. And I, I like you, I'm like, when's Microsoft and Google going to get on that train? Because it, it, like, it seems like they're trying to pressure Apple into letting them into the app store instead of doing what Amazon did, which was like, all right, what else we got? <laughs> you know, what, are, what other options do we have? But that unlimited hours of play, I hadn't even thought about. Like, uh, that makes perfect sense to me that, that that would be sort of a way to get people into Luna and then upsell them like, hey, you pay the fee and you can play these as long as you want. I, I, that's super smart. Yeah, it's imagine that is the problem. That's why I'm a little bit bullish on Stadia. That was the promise. And they're doing some things that are approaching this with a free demo of uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising from Ubisoft. Ubisoft is everywhere, by the way. But uh, Stadia is offering a free demo of that game uh, probably in November. So they are kind of opening the doors and making that service available to everyone without even having to buy games or have a subscription. But that's the uh, really interesting part of those services. You don't need a device to, I mean, you only need any device. You don't need a console or a powerful gaming PC. And offering a couple of hours to anyone um, through, you know, that service, that Luna, it makes complete sense. Well, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. Lots of gaming stories show up there all the time. You can submit the stories that you care about and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. All right, let's check in with our buddy Nate Langson, back with another text message involving a mystery. Thanks, guys. Now, Britain solved a mystery this week about why a tiny little village here found that everyone who lived there's broadband would be knocked offline at exactly 7am every morning for more than a year. Residents and engineers had replaced cables and run tests, and they could not figure out what caused this uh, to happen so regularly every single day for so long. And it turns out one unnamed resident was responsible for all of this, but they had no idea. You can hear all about that story and the cause on this week's text message by going to uktechshow.com and looking for episode 222, or just search T-E-C-H apostrophe S message in your podcast app. It's a, even if you've heard about this already, it's a great telling of how this happened uh, with a lot of details that I hadn't heard, so go check it out at text message. Let's check out the mailbag! Let's do it! This one comes from Big Jim, coming in from our Discord, who said... Uh, it's kind of interesting. Maersk Supply Service and Danish utility Orsted have joined forces to test a prototype buoy that will act as both a mooring point and a charging station for vessels. The solution, developed by Maersk Supply Service, will be tested on one of Orsted's offshore wind farms, wind farms in 2021. That's the headline. Big Jim says, one of the biggest pollutants that vessels make while they're just sitting at anchor. It used to be that they would do this while at dock as well, but with the cold iron concept of basically running an extension cord from the pier to the vessel and then shutting down the engines, it supposedly reduced emissions overall for vessels 
by something like 30%. If they can do this well at anchor as well, it really helps clean the air goals. Couple this with the use of wind turbines, and it looks to be a win-win scenario. Not to mention the addition engine efficiency and emissions they put out in the last 10 years. Thank you, Big Jim. Always on the logistics beat for us. So uh, one of the one of those cool things you get if you're in the Discord, stuff like that. Thanks. Excellent. Thanks, Big Jim. Also, shout out to patrons at our master and grandmaster levels, including Paul Thiessen, Ollie Sanjabi, and Scott Hepburn. Also, big, big, big thanks to Patrick Beja for being with us this fine Tuesday. Patrick, what's been going on in your world? Oh, so much, and especially in the gaming space. I just put out today an episode of Pixels where I talk about everything that's happened in September. And good Lord, a lot has happened. Incredible things in the gaming space. If you want to have a summary of all of it, uh, go look for Pixels on your podcast app or just go to notpatrick.com and you'll find a link to whichever podcast app you use directly. And again, the show is called Pixels. Uh, real quickly, CPOTS50 in our Discord asked if there's a touch-free palm print reading from Amazon. And and we should make that clear. Uh, this is touch-free. You don't put your palm on anything to scan it. You just hold it above the scanner. So this is a touchless technology. Thank you, CPOTS, for that question. So we could clarify that. Uh, CPOTS is one of the amazing patrons that supports us at patreon.com slash DTNS. We are finally seeing some of the financial fallout of the pandemic uh, hitting folks. A lot of folks having to cancel because of financial reasons. So if you're out there listening to the ad-supported version of this show and you aren't hit hard uh, and you can afford a, a couple bucks a month, you can get an ad-free version uh, of DTNS and some other perks like Shannon Morse has a special Threatwire cross post uh, in the RSS feed for the patrons today. Just go check it out. Patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. And we love your feedback, so please keep it coming. Makes me happy every morning. We're also live Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more and show up. Dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Be there tomorrow for Scott Johnson. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this program. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.